Hey, this is Brian English with another edition of Wakulla Wavemaker. Today we've got Coach Scott Cleese. He is the head ball coach of our Wakulla War Eagles. Uh, he's done such a great job over the years. I've had a, many opportunities to spend some time with Scott. and uh, I'm just going to let Scott kind of introduce himself a little bit for those who might not have met him. Scott's been here how many years, Scott? This will be my 20th year. I tell you what, introduce yourself. Tell them about your family a little bit, too. And then uh, I'll ask you some prodding questions on hunting and things like that that's very important to us. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. You know, I moved down here to Walcola. Uh It's been a blessing for me and my family. We've been here. This will be our 20th year. Uh, my wife's a teacher here. I'm a teacher and a coach. My three boys, all three of them were born here in Walcola, and um, Walcola has adopted us in. And um, I have a son named Hayden that will be a sophomore this year. Owen will be a eighth grader this year, and then Brody will be in third grade. It's been a special place for us, a special place to grow up. I couldn't imagine anywhere else for me and my family and our kids to be in a better situation to be in Walcoa County. Scott's one of these guys that he's so busy, and he's taking care of our kids and really doing all the right things. He's one of those guys that he's on everybody's radar to spend time with. Fortunately, I do get to spend a good bit of time with Scott after football season, but it's always usually late in the playoffs because they do so well. Scott's a great guy. He puts God first, family second, and then his career. He gets so much done in a day. uh, Sometimes I just don't know how he does it. I know his wife, Nicole, is awesome because she has to do so much just so he can do so much. How do you manage your schedule? I mean, you got three boys. They play baseball. They play football. I don't know how you do it. It's a matter of putting your priorities where they should be. And um, you said it right. When you keep God first and you keep him in your life first, he'll direct your paths. And uh, that's what our family goes by. And, you know, my wife is the key to our family. It's not Scott Cleese. It's my wife. She packs that car up every single weekend there at a baseball tournament. One of the three is that every weekend over the summer um, or going to football or if she has to go school shopping or she has to cook, she has to clean the house, she has to go to work. She does it all. I wouldn't make it without her. And, and I think the people in Wakulla County quite understand how special she is. And it allows me to do my job with the kids of Wakulla County. So you know, I'm going to give her most of the credit. And then, you know, I got a great coaching staff and a great support staff, you know, all the way from Mr. Pierce to our new principal, Miss Yeomans, to the teachers and my coaching staff's phenomenal. So, you know, we go out there, we work out every day over the summertime. You know, my coaching staff is there. They don't get paid a dime for doing that. You know, it's just a blessing to have help all the way around. And that's where we're at. Scott, tell us a bit about this year's upcoming football season. What are things looking like? What are your obstacles? What are you seeing? Uh, you're always so competitive, even when it seems like we're outmanned or they have twice as many players. What's this season shaping up to look like? You know, the best thing I can say about this upcoming team is they love each other. And it's hard to beat a team when a team's that close. We don't have the numbers we normally have. And, um, That's no one's fault. It's a little bit of everything, a little bit of COVID, a little bit of, you know, this and that. But um, 
We don't have the numbers, but our young kids are coming along great. Our older kids are being great leaders, and they just love being with each other. And when you get a team that loves working, they show up every day to summer workouts, that's tough to do. When you ask them to be here from 9 to 1130, Monday through Friday through the summer, and then we're throwing, like we go to Lincoln to throw seven on seven, we throw on Saturdays, you know, we take a lot of their time. And, um, you know, when they're there, they're working hard together. They're getting closer. We're developing relationships, what we're doing. And that's what it's all about. It's not really your wins and losses. I think if you keep your priorities straight and you develop these young kids, you pour into them, they're going to give you everything they have. And that's where you get the success and that's where you get the wins to come in. Coach, there's so much talk today about our young people and directions that everything's going you're the tip of the spear. You're getting to see these kids after school and during school. You see the commitment that a lot of them bring forth. And I mean, playing football, it's a commitment, period. Plus, you, you know, you see your kids playing other sports too. But if you had to speak to kids that didn't play football, that didn't play sports, what kind of attributes have you seen that's prevalent in these kids? that are on their way to being successful at their lives and being themselves, what kind of words of wisdom or even questions might you ask them? Times have changed from when I first came here 20 years ago till now. The kids are different. The adults are different. I see the kids today, they might be lacking in one area, but with some of the areas that they're not lacking, they're very driven goal-oriented driven today and i think our young kids know what they want more than when i was in high school or 20 years ago where when you were in high school i had no idea what i wanted to do and i think these young kids start growing up so early these days they know their goal and where they want to be so i think that's the positive in where our young group is heading coach i know that you your coaching staff and the entire school system for that matter you spearheaded the efforts of putting so many kids in a position to go to school, maybe playing football all over the nation. It doesn't matter if it's a smaller school or a big school, and you've had some you know, people that went in the NFL, but can you give us a story or two where you've just seen a kid just really blossom once it just took off? They found out who they were the direction they want to get. What just comes to your mind? And go with your gut. Your gut's always your best answer. I could go on and on with stories about our program and uh, the kids that came through our Wakoa High School program. But a couple kids who stick in my mind. One is Nigel Bradham. He played for in the NFL for several years and really made a tremendous story with his life. So I can remember seeing him playing rec league football as a six and seven year old and he was bigger than everybody back then too but uh i can remember seeing the talent and then i watched him in middle school and watching progress and i watched him and his mom was just an outstanding lady his dad wasn't in his life at that time and um his mom was in full control of him and had him disciplined and had him heading in the right way but he, when he first started grade-wise, his mom stayed. And I saw him, you know, he's struggling on the ACT and the SAT. But I saw a young man determine that he was going to go to college and he was going to get his grades. And he stayed after school each and every day to do tutoring, to get tutoring on his ACT. He would go after practice at night. 
and he had a tutor set up in Tallahassee to get the ACT. That's a success story to end up where he has. But we have several of them. We have some that didn't make the NFL that is success stories. Um, we can take Darian Wilson, uh, just an unbelievable great he's coaching now he's coaching in port st joe he coached with uh me for a little while he was another athlete that just had a rough start in life at times and then just battled through it uh didn't use his rough times as excuses uh used football as kind of his way out just buckled down got his grades he didn't quite make his ACT score. I hope he doesn't get mad at me for saying this, but uh, went the junior college route, was a junior college All-American, got his AA degree, went to UAB, got his four-year degree, has two or three kids now, and um, great wife and coaching. That's another great success story. But I could go on and on. The kids who haven't got scholarships, the kids who did get scholarships, we've had over 80 kids in the 20 years coming up as playing college football. So we're very proud of that. But the biggest success to me is when the kids come back. And we work them awful hard in the summer. But we have the college kids come back during the summer and work out with us. And they just want to still be a part of what we do. And when they come back and they show their gratitude and they give back like Nigel uh, several people, uh, I'm not even going to name them, come back and they give back to the community. They give back to our kids. They come and talk to our kids and uh, mentor them and um, show them that, you know what, if you work hard and you keep your priorities straight, you're going to make it in life. And um, that's that's what I'm most proud of is just the overall family of our football family. We're together. We're very tight. If you played for us at one time, you're always a part of us, and, you know, those kids constantly come back, watch the other kids' games, mentor them, and that's what I'm most proud of. Scott, you've got a lot to be proud of. You're also one of the most modest guys I know. And uh, every time you speak, I mean, every time I've ever heard you speak, you always put Christ first. That's a tremendous testimony, and it reminds me, you know, wow. Wherever you go – People need to tighten up their game a little bit, and that's probably one of the best compliments I could pay anybody. One thing that I think is important in this world, not just for the kids, but adult too, is boundaries. Being a coach and dealing with kids from all different backgrounds, I know you see how boundaries can shape a, a young even an adult. I mean, boundaries are just so important to keep us going in the direction that we should be going. Give me some reactions on boundaries and how you've seen, how, why you think that's important. That's definitely important. That's the key to any business, any head football coach, any family, is you better have boundaries set up and discipline set up, which I believe that's what you're talking about. And having boundaries comes discipline and responsibility. And you have to have that. Our young kids in today's world are dying to be disciplined they won't discipline they might not show it when you're disciplining them but they respect it and they want it i think that's where my age group has kind of let down the younger kids we're not as disciplined and we don't hold them all the time where they should be held accountable to 
But in football, we have that line. Um, there's no doubt. And in teaching, we have that line. You got rules and you got boundaries, and you're going to go by them. And um, kids are going to mess up these days, just like we messed up when we were in school, or I did anyhow. So they're going to mess up. And what our responsibility is, what I tell my staff and what we do as school teachers, is to help them work through it. You know, I'm not big on judging people. I don't think anybody should judge anything. But I think you set your boundaries and you let them young men know and young women know what the boundaries are. And then when they pass that boundary, I don't think you throw them away or we don't at Wakoa football. We're going to help them work through it. Now, there's going to be discipline. They might miss a game here or there. They might have to run or they might have to do some things to make up for their mistakes. But we're not by no means going to throw them away. We're going to work with them. We're going to mentor them and try to help them get past whatever situation they're in. Now, there's always the case that they keep on, they don't learn. Maybe they have to not play for a year or so until they can figure it out. There's always that case. Uh, we haven't had that but maybe once in my 20 years, maybe twice. I'll tell you what, the Wacoa parents have done a great job raising their kids because the ones we have on our football program, we can call them up and say, hey, this is where we're at. This is what we're going to get to do, or this is what's going to happen. And they're right there with us. They support us. It's like me when I was growing up. You could tell my teacher could paddle me. We got paddles back then, or I did anyhow. So, you know, our teachers could paddle us, or, you know, we could – it kill me if I had to sit out of a game. That never had to happen. But I didn't want them telling my dad. I did not. If they told my dad and I had to go home, I didn't only get paddled at school or detention, whatever they did. My dad made it a whole lot worse, and he wore me out. So um, – to make a long story short, I think kids today are starving for that boundary. Uh, they want that discipline. I think the parents want that. They just need sometimes these parents are overwhelmed. And some of them are by themselves. They're working, trying to make it. Their kids are home sometimes on their own. And I think it's important as a coach to communicate with the parents where their kids are. And we're there to help them out as well. Scott, that's great stuff. Let's go back to football for just a minute, a little bit more specifically. Tell us about the teams that you're going to play this year. I think the district's been realigned. Can you share with us just a little bit how that's going to work for you this year? Yeah, now I can talk this now all day long. I, I enjoy this. But uh, we we open up going to Disney World. That's our first opening game. So we played Delaware Valley, which is a powerhouse team out of uh, Pennsylvania, I believe. So that's week one. Then we go to North Marion which I believe in 2016 they played for the state championship. I believe that was the year, maybe 17. Um, so they're a very good team. And then, you know, we got several teams uh, that's very good. But our district this year changed a little bit. I didn't like it because I love playing Swanee. I love playing Rickards. Those are just district rivals. You got good gates. They're right close and just fun games, too. be still in our district, which we love. Then we got to go out west. So we got West Florida, Pensacola High School, Arnold, us, and Gabby. So it's definitely different. We'll definitely be on the road with more travel. But it's just another challenge. It's another way of looking at new teams. They run a little different offense, a little different defense out west, what we call out west in Pensacola. You know, different challenges for us and our staff. So if we play a team from Pennsylvania, different challenges. You know, those those guys are huge. You know, they're going to average close to 300 pounds. And I'm not exaggerating. That's Their offensive line is going to be close to 300 pounds up front. 
you know, they're bigger, they're uh, more traditional where they get in the eye and run bootlegs and off-play action and things like that. Like your Georgia football team back in the day, all they did was run and uh, power at you. So, yeah, so, uh, you know, so it's going to be a challenge for us, a different way of playing. But, you know, I think our guys work extremely hard and we make our schedule extremely hard trying to get ready for the playoffs. We plan on going to the playoffs every year. We plan our goals, try to win a state championship. We've come close. We've been to the Final Four and a couple of state runner-ups. We haven't figured out how to quite win it yet, but we will. We will. It just takes patience and times, and when you get the right group in, you got to make the most of that group. You know, I'm excited to see where we're at. I think you're going to see a lot of good young talent on our field. We'll have 24 or 25 kids, uh, juniors and seniors, which is a small group for us, uh, smaller than normal anyhow. But those 24 or 25 can play. All of them can play. And then we're going to have that sophomore group that's a very talented group that we had that went undefeated on the JV. They're going to come in and mix in. Our older guys are going to play well. Our success early will be how fast those young guys grow up. And if they grow up and play well, we're going to be pretty good. And, um, you know, each week we're going to take it one day, one day at a time and try to improve every day. And we don't want any setbacks, no setbacks. We got to get better each day. If you're going to reach your goals, you got to get better every day. Not every week, not once a month, every day you got to get better. As long as we're in that mindset and we keep the kids in that mindset, then uh, these younger guys will grow up. And by the end of the year and playoff team, we should be able to make a run. You're so busy during football season. You know, I've got the pleasure. I get to hunt with this guy every year. Not only is he selfless when he's given all his time to the kids, and yes, he is very competitive, but he takes his boys hunting with him. And the way our rules are set up, you know, we can only harvest X amount of animals and there's limits. And he gives up his deer every year and doesn't even shoot one so his kids can. But the neatest thing that ever happened was he was hunting with his youngest, Brody, this year, and he got to harvest his first deer. It was a doe, but Scott got it all recorded on his phone. It was the neatest thing. I think Scott was more excited than Brody was. And anyway, this guy, he's always giving back to the community, his kids, his family. He's always doing for others. We ought to call him Coach Example. I don't even want to talk to him around my wife, Tanya, anymore because I have to tighten up. But, you know, I want you guys to know that I know this guy outside the parameters of football, even though he's a Gator and I'm a Georgia Bulldog, so we really go at it pretty hard. But, you know, this guy sets the example with everything that he does. Scott, I really, really appreciate you spending some time with me today. I'm going to give you the last word, something you want everybody to know about, anything you want. You share. You get the last word. Thanks a lot. I will say this. I think it's important, no matter who you are, we're all busy. I think that's where the world's really changing is everybody's busy and you can't get to do the fundamental things. So I'd like to just remind people, man, just keep your priorities straight. Make sure you got God first in your life. Uh, Second, make sure your family's well taken care of. Don't miss your kids' games. Don't miss their plays. Don't miss whatever they do. Make sure you're there. 
Uh, your business will wait, but your kids grow up fast. And that's what I'm realizing more than anything is how fast my three boys are growing. I think it's very important that you make sure you keep your priorities straight all the way through life. It's just like deer hunting. It's very, that's a priority of mine. And uh, I think we got a great group of men that we have a very good time. And I get to watch my three young boys get to learn about nature get to be around great men, get to learn about hunting. And those things need to be done as family things every year where you're just not so busy with your work that you make sure you do the little things to keep things going in the right direction. 